Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you on a Friday afternoon for UFC 2. 83, headlined by Glover Teixeira, Jamal Hill. Ty, how are you feeling today? My voice is a little muted on here. Or it's just it's loud, but it sounds a little soft just because I have a little action going on in my house right now. So, Ty, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm okay. I woke up yesterday. My nose was a little clogged. Not sure Ooh. how that happened. No, not, not, not fun waking up to that. Um, but we do have a nice card. We have some Eagles action this yeah. weekend. We have, we have, have action packed Saturday um, tomorrow. Fifteen fight card starting at six. Yeah, that's crazy. In, or five thirty actually in Rio de Janeiro. Um, can't wait. It should be a good one. Uh, like you said, fifteen fights, lots of Brazilian uh, action going on. You Seventeen got Jolton Almeida, as we always like to say, he was a minus. Ten hundred, uh, you know, eleven hundred, fifteen hundred favorite on some of these. Like it's like, I would love to see the guy fight somebody that's in his uh, neighborhood. But anyway, let's keep it rolling. Let's just get right into it. I mean, why waste any time? We did all of our news. We did all of our notes on the last episode. I hope you all enjoyed that one. Uh, we now we got we got Glover to share and Jamal Hill, dude. This is uh, a fight that was made on the night of the last pay per view card that featured Ankalaev and Blahovich. Uh, the boss Dana White was not too happy about the results of that, and then I guess you could argue that led to him slapping his wife. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not <laughs> arguing that. I'm not going to say that had anything to do with it. But some people, you could argue that you could. So, what do you say? We got one fifteen plus one fifteen for Glover Teixeira, minus one thirty five for uh, Jamal Hill. I find it shocking that Jamal Hill is the favorite, but I guess. Not all that shocking when you really uh, think about it or look into it. Teixeira is, for the sub, is plus 250. That That is very intriguing, but I think uh, your best bet to make some money probably on this one will be a Hill TKO or something on a prop would be plus 110 on some websites. I don't know where I lean here, Ty. Where, where, where are you at on this one? Uh, I think I lean towards Jamal Hill. I just have a couple concerns. Um, but I don't know. I think Glover, I think after last fight, I really think that took a lot out of him. You know, he fought so well against somebody that doesn't, Jamal Hill and Jan, or Yuri, I should say, are not too similar, mm-hmm. but they're, they're both big. They're both good athletes. They hit hard, explosive. They finish guys. And he had, had Yuri beat for most of that fight. And I, you know, losing it the way he lost at the very end, I think it just took a lot out of him. Uh, he's doing a lot of training or coaching, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I, I know he's still, you know, he still loves it. He's still, his, still his in heart is still in it. But he's 43, and, you know, eventually I think he's just, he's just going to wilt and, and, and melt under some pressure. And, and somebody, you know, that's young and hungry like Jamal Hill that puts pressure on you, looks for the finish, is aggressive, can do a lot of things. Uh, I don't think his wrestling defense is that bad. I mean, if, you know, if Glover gets him on the ground, I think – he is uh, at a disadvantage, but he's pretty good at getting up. He's pretty good at fighting off his back, working to the cage, 
Glover's just tough, man. As soon as he gets a, a hold of you, a hold of your neck, pretty much, or you know, he gets your back, or he gets a, any kind of choke, you might be fucked. So that's that's a big concern yeah. here. Um, yeah. But I just think he's going to keep it a distance, and he's going to pretty much pick Glover apart. Uh, he's what twelve years younger. He's got only a, a slight three inch reach advantage, but I just think he's quicker, hits harder, has a lot of uh, a lot of um, advantages here in this one. So I'm going to go Jamal Hill, the young kid. I guess he's 31. He's not too young, but only 12 fights compared to Glover's like 44. Uh, I think he's. I think. He's, I think he's ready. I think he's gonna come out and get it done, become the next light heavyweight champion. I I kind of ride with you. The I, I just always like to play the devil's advocate in this and just kind of give people the pause for concern before they unload the entire clip on uh, on Jamal Hill. Uh, the one thing I did, it, it, I guess is a little concerning, is that he didn't have much time to prepare for this. And right. the other thing being that Glover was in a fight camp. You know, he was ready to fight Yuri on the date that was supposed to be, you know, Ankalaev and Blahovich, and or you know that that was that was supposed to be them in that fight. But Yuri got hurt and yada yada yada. So. It wound up him not fighting. So I mean, and then it kind of just happened that he's fighting, you know, Jamal Hill. He thought he was going to be in the, in the, you know. So I guess he's been ready in the gym, and I'm sure Jamal Hill has too. So I guess that's just a little something to think about before going to the betting window. But I am going to lock it down officially, predicting Jamal Hill TKO plus one ten is going to go on the card. Ooh, I like it. You you like anything on the card, or you just uh, you you going to stay away? Um. I do have some action on this card, so I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna stay away from the main event. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna secretly track what I what I secretly predict. What my my hypothetical main event picks from the next for the time being to see how badly or see if I can write the the main event curse ship. But I'm gonna stay away for now. All right. So we got a co-main event. We have two title fights on this one. We got a co-main event featuring Davison Figueroa and Brandon Moreno. Uh, the fourth time we're doing this. I believe Figueredo has won one, Moreno has won one, and then they drew one time. So this is the ultimate rubber match for the UFC flyweight title, five five-minute rounds. Figueredo, you know, made weight. Uh, always looks like he's on death's door right before he does it, but he made weight, no problem. You know, no problem, I guess. And uh, you know, they're gonna do it again. Uh, Moreno is a minus one twenty-five favorite. Is that correct? I'm seeing that uh, on I some believe. of these websites. I see that uh, Figgy is now even money. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. Was, I, 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 for a while, it was 115, 115, 105. Looks like a little bit of that late money is coming on Moreno, which I'm not really shocked at. I Seems like it's on the other that side. Way. Uh, so let me just go in and lock this in. I'm going Brandon Moreno, money line, minus 125. Wow. I just think he's the better fighter. Uh, I think, you know, I think Figgy definitely could get it done. But this weight, these weight cuts, you know, doing this over and over and over again, fighting the same guy, uh, Moreno's the only one to get a finish of the other one in, in these fights. And I know would have Figueroa have like the flu or something in one of the it, ones. Yeah, he, he, rough. he did not he look good rough. in that fight. But I am going to prey on the fact that Moreno is more aggressive in this fight than he was in the last one. He did not look great in the last fight between these two. But uh, you know, he came out, took care of business against Kai Kara France. <laughs> And uh, you know, I guess he's been more the more, more active fighter, right? Because Figueroa hasn't fought since their last fight, and that was a little bit ago. So no, his last three fights are all Moreno. Yeah, so I'm gonna bet on Brandon Moreno minus 125 here to get it done. 
I like it. Yeah, I'm back and forth because I think Moreno, you know, there's a lot of times where he wins the exchanges. He uh, Maybe he puts better minutes together. Um, maybe he does more in a round, but he doesn't have the damage. He doesn't, He's not as strong. He doesn't hit as hard or, uh, you know, I guess change the judges, change the people's eyes with some of his crazy scrambling like uh, Figgy does and whatnot. But yeah. I think, I, I honestly, I favored Figgy in every match. Uh, I picked him. I bet him on every single time. I think he should be 2-1. Uh, the first fight, I think he won, but point deduction, what whatever. Third fight, he won for sure. Second fight, you know, there was just some uh, some circumstances that I I don't want to make excuses for him. You know, he got finished, and that definitely, uh, you know, was Brandon Marino's A game, and that was not Figgy's A game. But he looks better now. He didn't have he didn't have any trouble making this weight. I know he doesn't look good, but he, yeah, he, never, he never really never looks does. yeah never really looks good. And there's a, a lot Connor of going to forty five or anything. Like yeah. when you're cutting a lot that of weight, you're never going to look good. That guy was a monster, so exactly. it didn't really matter much for him. I, I, I just think, you know, this is going to be the last one. This is the last big weight cut. He's moving up to 135, which maybe maybe uh, leads you to believe that he doesn't really care. But it, it's the fourth fight. They don't like each other. You know, this is pretty much the, the peak of their, of their uh, little rivalry, I think. You know, I don't think this is, like, too late for another fight. You know, some no. guys, when they fight multiple times, they wait. There's a long gap. Not them. They're going, you know, they're running it back after – Back after back, uh, I'm gonna pick Figgy. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him to win a decision. I'm kind of interested to see if he gets a finish. It's the last fight between them. Every you know, lay everything on the line. Game seven, pretty much uh, mentality. I think Figgy can do it. I think he has the finishing upside on the ground and on the feet. Even though he was he was finished, he's dropped Moreno multiple times in this series so far. For sure. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Figgy uh, even money. All right, I money like that. Line. So I'll give you plus one hundred five is what I'm seeing on here. So. Figgy money line plus one oh five, lock it Let's in go. for Mister Capone. And now we will move back to Gilbert Burns and Neil Magny. Gilbert Burns, big time favorite at minus four sixty five hundred on Fanduel, plus three forty three eighty. Excuse me for Mister Magny. So Ty, what do you like here in this one? I don't. I really. Uh, I don't think this is a play here for me. Yeah, I probably favor Burns, even though I do think Magny can do some. Can be a can can play the role of spoiler here a little bit. It's just a big line, and I do think it's it's safe to like include in a parlay if you want to just throw some bullshit together. Him and Jessica Andrade are both five hundred. I think Andrade's much more clear here. Uh, I do I do think Magny can play the do- play a good uh, underdog role here, mm-hmm. but he's getting older. Um, his durability starting to go a little bit, just a little bit. He, uh, I, I think Gilbert Burns has him covered everywhere. I know he has the reach advantage, but everybody pretty much has a reach advantage over Burns. And uh, you know he's he's hurt some some top competition. He hurt uh, uh, Usman. He hurt what's his name, uh, Chimaev. I just I think he's gonna be too much for Magny. You know, um, maybe maybe Magny can can stay at range, use a jab, use some kicks, try to keep him away from. But that's gonna be really tough. Nobody's really been able to do that much against Dorino. And if it goes to the ground, I think, you know, we know about Gilbert Burns' jiu-jitsu. I think he hasn't covered there. So, I, yeah, I got Burns. Uh, I'm not sure how. I think maybe he wins a, a, a really, maybe not close, but a good three-round decision. Uh, I just don't I don't think there's anything to bet on much. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm going to take a shot, though. I'm going to take a shot down the field. I'm going to go Burns sub deep. plus 230. 
230 seems like a nice number for a submission uh, specialist like Gilbert Burns. I don't really believe in this too much. If I could go ahead and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like he has been finished. Why not? And uh, you know, but I could see it like being where he takes him down and just, you know, gets some shots off on him and or maybe tags him on the feet and he hits the ground and he TKOs him or something. I could definitely yeah. see it going the other way. And the inside of distance at minus one twenty is not really feasible or a uh, smart bet in my opinion. Just because I don't know. I really don't know how this fight's gonna end, so I'm gonna take a shot. Gonna go Gilbert Burns uh sub plus two fifty, so there you go. Uh, let's go. Let's keep it moving. We got Jessica Andrade versus Lauren Lucky Lauren Murphy, who has won me some money personally in the past, but not feeling so lucky this weekend at plus three sixty three eighty. Uh, that's a big number, and uh, Jessica Andrade at a minus five hundred favorite doesn't really seem like much of a uh, you know a good bet here. This fight's gonna be contested at one hundred and twenty five pounds. Andrade inside the distance is minus 105. I don't really like that unless it gets uh, balloons up to a plus money situation. Other than that, I'm really going to stay away from this, but I think Andrade wins this fight. Yeah, I don't I don't see how, how Lauren Murphy wins. You know, she's tough, but she's like 40. You know, she's not... She doesn't have the speed advantage. She doesn't have... It's not like she's a dangerous striker. Like, Andrade gets chicks out of there. Uh, she's one of the few, the few who do do that. Her last, I think... Five wins have been by finish, uh, four four of them being in the first round. Um, Lauren Murphy, she's you know she's on a nice little run. I think six of her last seven she's won, uh, other than the Valentina loss, and she almost made it to the fifth in that fight. So I, you know it's saying something, but she's gotten some weak, not weak, but she just hasn't fought the cut level of competition that Jessica Andrade has. She doesn't have anything for her in this match. I mean, you know, she's taller, I guess, <laughs> but that doesn't really do anything. The reach, she has a longer reach, but she doesn't use it. She's just slow, plodding, doesn't have really good footwork, doesn't good ha- have uh, good head movement. Uh, Andra finished Jessica Lemos. Jessica Lemos. Amanda Lemos. Um, I think she takes care of Lauren Murphy quick in this one. Keep it off the card, though. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I'm going to take Andrade inside the distance, minus 110. All right. I like that. Yeah, I don't think that's I, – I, I was kind of expecting it to be bigger because she is a, a finisher and she's fighting a 40-year-old. But the, the books are kind of respecting uh, Murphy's toughness. So minus 110 not bad. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, a crazy a crazy bet. I like it. I just uh, – you know, Lucky Lauren Murphy is kind of tough and she's shown that she can hang in these sort of wars. So – uh, that's the only thing where that causes me trepidation. Uh, you know, that's a nice word right there. But uh, in regards to betting this, and I just don't like the line. I don't really like anything about it. This next fight, though, whew, how about this, man? Johnny Walker is a minus one ninety favorite against Paul Craig. If there was ever a time to make some money, I mean, minus two ten on FanDuel. If you ever wanted to make some money, tonight's the night, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny Walker. I don't know if that's really. <laughs> ever a guy you want to be is in a minus 200 situation with paul craig though this seems like to me though if i'm being completely honest i want to stay far away from this fight because johnny will probably be smart enough in theory john what is johnny's one weakness his chin doesn't really you wouldn't really think that his chin will be tested in this fight right uh you know paul craig's hands aren't exactly great he kind of just lays on his back for 15 minutes and hopes that some guy makes a mistake and falls into his guard Johnny being Brazilian, he has at least a good, uh, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. 
You would hope that he'd be smart enough to stay out of those situations, but who are we talking about, you know? So I'd like to hear your thoughts on this one, though. Yeah, I don't know, man. Johnny Walker and Paul Craig, that's the ultimate who-the-fuck-knows fight, you know? Yeah. Like, what is, we've seen some of the things that John, uh, Johnny Walker's done, but he hasn't really beaten anybody. No. At least you can say Paul Craig has beaten Nikita Krilov, Jamal Hill, Shogun basically twice, uh, Kennedy Zuchuku, Magomed Ankalaev, uh, Luis Henrique Silva at the time was an undefeated prospect. So, but he has lost to Tyson Pedro first round, Khalil Roundtree first round, uh, Alonzo Metafield first round. So, I don't really know, <laughs> like at all. I just I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fade Johnny Walker. I think that's what I'm gonna do. He should he should basically be, you know, he should, probably should have lost that Ryan Span fight. Yeah, and then he probably doesn't get the Santos or Hill fights. So, you know, it's hard to say that he would be I mean, on a five. Hill turned him into a, a redwood tree the way he timbered <laughs> to the ground. So that has to be put. You know, that was brutal. Thought. That was brutal. And then he came back and he did what he had to do against the Hulk Kudalaba. But we, that guy, I think he yeah. got cut, right? Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, I hope so. To be honest, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't like to say that, but he he stinks. After then, he came back and, and got knocked out by Kennedy and Zuko. So, yeah. So I, I just I really. I'm just gonna go with Paul Craig, man. I think he's a specialist, and I, you know, not that Johnny Walker isn't. You know, he's got a lot of, a lot to work with. But I think maybe Paul Craig can, can hit him with something. I, I probably not, but it doesn't really take much. I we've seen Johnny Walker's durability not be. It's just not a thing. He doesn't have any. Yeah. Um. Your best ability is durability, right? Yeah. But I think Paul Craig. He has a nasty, nasty, nasty triangle. As soon as he gets a hold of you, you know, I think even if Johnny Walker does hurt him or knock him down, if he follows him to the ground, especially this, you know, being in Brazil, it's gonna be loud. Yep. He wants to put on a show. He knows there's a lot of pressure on him. Uh, you know, he falls into the ground. Maybe his uh, fight IQ doesn't work in this fight. We've I can see him being arrogant <laughs> and just following him to the ground, thinking that his jiu-jitsu is good, you know, or right. he's smart enough. And then, yeah. It doesn't take much. does not take much. And Johnny Walker makes a lot of errors. He doesn't makes a lot of big movements, you know, where he thinks he can muscle his way out of situations. Not going to work with Paul Craig. Give me Paul Craig submission plus, I think, 250. Let me see sure. here. I'll make sure I get the right number yeah. for you. We got plus 280 on here. 300 oh. on uh, FanDuel. Oh. So I'll give you plus 300, Craig Sub. And that might be a uh, like a sneaky like uh, play that I have just off off record, you know, off record play that uh, I ride with you because I, I do think Paul Craig is that just that he's just sneaky, man. That's the best way to explain him and his game. He's just sneaky. He's able to just pull that crazy shit off all the time. And I don't trust Johnny Walker at all. So that, that's that. We've seen him win as an underdog before, too, multiple times. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I don't think there's going to be like this huge – did you see the face-off, too? It was pretty uh, – it was intense. I'm sure. I mean, you know, they Paul were, Craig always brings the juice. Nose to nose, they were trying to hold him back, but Johnny Walker was like, "No, no, don't hold us back. I'm not. We're not going to fight. I, we're just in each other's grill, and that's what we're going to do." And um, I, I'm, I'm, re- I'm really excited. I mean, this is starting the main card off with a fucking bang, you know? Yeah. Like Paul, I, I, you know, I do envision there's a scenario where Paul Craig gets hit and kind of just folds, and maybe it's too much because Johnny Walker has serious power. But um, I trust Paul Craig more. Sadly enough, I never thought I'd say that, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just this is one of those where I'm staying away just based off that fact. I don't. I I will be sick to my stomach if I'm wrong 
on either side of right. this just because I don't trust either one of these guys. And you know, but I do love Paul Craig sub. Uh, that's like one of my favorite bets to bet in any uh, mixed martial arts card. How about we got Shogun, the swan song for Mister Mauricio Shogun Hua. He's fighting Ihor Potiera, who was put to sleep by Mister Nick the last time he was out there. Uh, you know, the old standing TKO. He had no business being in there with him. I don't really know what to make of this, uh, other than I think this is probably a decision. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Potier is more, I guess, is what I really should say. I don't know yeah. if he should be a minus 225 favorite. Yeah, I, I mean, mean Shogun's a- cooked, right? But, I mean, you know, like, how good is this Potier guy? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, he's cooked because he's old and he's fought 400 times and he's fought so many guys. Potier is cooked in the sense that he's not very good. Yeah. You know, like, and he's, he's 26. He's got good size. He, you know, he seems like he's a good athlete, but he's just. He's, just, he's honestly not very good. Mr. Nick gave him a fucking lesson. Um, yeah. And the guy he beat on the Contender Series, uh, Fedolsky or whatever, um, I think that guy is pretty decent, but he, ha- you know, he has an- another one with a padded record. Um, Ihor Potier came here with a padded record. I, I mean, you know, look at some of the guys he's fought. A lot of them have like two fights. So just for that, I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to go Shogun plus 400 to win by decision. Wow, I think, I think Shogun in his old age. This is his last fight. Maybe, you know, maybe he wants to go balls to the wall in his last fight in Brazil. But I think more so than anything, he wants to win. He wants to go out with a win. This is his last fight. He's 11, 11 and one in the UFC. We cannot have one of the best two hundred fivers ever, one of the best Brazilians ever, go out with a losing record, especially to Ihor Potiera. We cannot have that happen, especially after he lost to OSP in a close fight. Um, he has been fighting in decisions lately, more so, um, especially when he takes a step back in competition. He almost went to a distance, uh, almost went the distance with Tyson Pedro and Gian Vellante, almost. So I, I think it's going to be. It might not be a great fight, but I think he's going to do. I, I just trust him at the odds. I don't trust him, but I want to take a shot at him. Yeah, uh, this is another shot down the field. And I figured, you know, let me just take a let me take a shot at his decision. I'm going to be mad if he went inside the distance, but not really. Because I just think there is a, I think the decision being 400 is, is a little wide. So give me a shot on it. You know, it being in Brazil is another factor that you have to consider, just because the crowd will be juiced up for him, and we'll try to get behind him. Uh, I am also going to ride the coattails, but I'm going to go money line plus 175 Shogun. Uh, I just, you know, not not going to let him go out on his sword without me going out on, on my sword with him. So. Uh, that that's a true gambler right there. That that just you know I'm not gonna let him do that by himself. How about RoboCop getting back in there after his nose was completely almost falling off of his face against Bruno Ferreira, I believe the Hulk. The Hulk, another Hulk. Yeah, another Hulk is back. Uh, Brazilian gentleman from Curitiba, Parana, Brazil. Uh, so this is interesting. Plus two fifty. Uh, underdog for Mr. Hulk. You have RoboCop is minus 300, 310. I mean, I love RoboCop, but I don't know about at that number. And this, it seems like this gentleman puts people to sleep. So yeah. I might take another shot down the field, but I haven't decided yet. 
Interesting. Yeah, I'm probably going to stay away. I think I think RoboCop. Sh- I think is a good parlay piece. I think he probably should be able to get this guy out of here. Uh, this guy seems to be pretty decent, but he's a lot. Uh, if you saw him in the faceoff, Greg Rodriguez is like five inches taller. He looks bigger in general. I mean, this guy's stocky and all, but uh, uh, he gets it done in the first in pretty much all of his fights. I think that's a not a good not a good sign, you know, especially against the level of competition. Um, fighting in big shot MMA and whatever all these other Katana fight ten. Sure, um, I just think Greg Rodriguez is is just uh, on a different level. Anything can happen, you know. They're big boys. They they swing and bang. If one of them bangs them too hard, you never know. Um, I just think Rodriguez has a big big advantage on the ground. He should be able to. Use, I I honestly think he's going to look to take advantage of that quickly. Uh, that's what he did to Chidi. Ground and pounded him. Yeah. So um, either way, I think he's I think he's fine. So I'll take. Uh, I'm not going to bet anything, but I think he's going to get the, get the job done inside the distance. He's only he's minus two twenty five inside the distance. I'm definitely not touching that. Yeah, I'm um, going to stay away from this just based off the fact that I don't want to have my record be tainted by having the Hulk. But if you are out there trying to have some fun, I would take a shot down the field on a guy who just has finished every single one of his professional fights. Uh, even though, like you said, the level of competition is something to consider. Uh, yeah, that's just you know. It's just not really. There's not really a smart bet here in my mind, uh, other than maybe nope. Greg, like that you said. But that's a lot of juice to lay on, uh, you know, RoboCop finishing inside the distance, and RoboCop's been known to gas out at certain points in the fight. So it just seems like a real weird matchup here, where you can't really predict what's going to happen. Uh, Tiago Moises is fighting a gentleman uh, that has the last name Costa, and his first name is not going to get said here on this podcast. Uh, I mean, Melzy, Mel, Melky's Isle. Melky's Isle. Okay, there you go. So he is a gentleman um, with a crazy nickname as well. I believe he has alopecia. That's uh, interesting. But um, is it alopecia or is it vitiligo? I'm not sure. It might be. I thought alopecia was the hair one. You, oh, you're probably right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He has what Scott Jorgensen, I guess, and Joe Rogan, but mainly Scott Jorgensen had. His nickname it says Milk Coffee. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if that's that. like a. Pl- I don't know if that's like kind of making fun of his dis- disease disorder, skin disorder, or if it just means like killer of God in 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 Portuguese. I don't know. You never know. It bro. Seems interesting. <laughs> it seems really interesting. never know. Um, he is making his UFC debut. Uh, he's coming out of LFA uh, after knocking out a gentleman by the name of Junior Mello. Uh, doesn't Carmelo? really. S- yeah, not no, not not uh, related to Junior or Carmelo Anthony of any sort. Uh, I don't really, you know, know any, not him either. I don't really know any of these people that he's fought either. That's always a little bit of a concern. Uh, I think, I think I know Leandro Santos though, but, um, or at least I've heard of him before. No, that's probably a different Leandro Santos that I know, but he is fighting Tiago Santos. The odds will tell you that Tiago Santos is, I would believe a favorite or Tiago Santos, Tiago Moises, Jesus God. Uh, minus three sixty, minus four hundred, three seventy five, plus two eighty five for Mister Costa. Um, I would like to say Moises gets it done inside the distance, but uh, yeah, you know what? Plus one hundred, give me that Moises inside the distance plus one hundred. I like it. I like. It. I think this this kid seems pretty decent. It's just a real, real hard um. Hard debut, man. I mean, a lot of guys nowadays are getting tough debuts. Yeah, There's they're just really people. throwing these guys into the fire, man. And he's only one on one in LFA. He did lose to Italo Gomez 
Uh, lost a tough decision. That dude's pretty good. He's, I think, same age. Uh, if he gets another win, he just beat that dude, Luis Enrique. I think if he wins another fight, he might get, get a UFC call as well. Um, but the thing here is um, this, this kid's been choked out before. He's been finished before. And I just think Tiago Moises has pretty much got him everywhere. Uh, you know, similar age, but he's got nine UFC fights, 10 if you count the Contender Series fight. Um, look who he beat. Alexander Hernandez, Bobby Green, Michael Johnson. Um, I went the distance with Uzmagulov and Dariush. Lost to Islam and Joel Alvarez, but like, you know, come on, man. Going, for, going to the fourth round with Islam, pretty impressive. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. Um, he, he lasted longer than Char- uh, Charles Oliveira. That was, uh, yeah, Charles Oliveira, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was getting, getting too many Brazilians in my head right now. I'm getting getting confused. Um, so I'm going to take him. I kind of want to take a submission. Yeah, I'm going to take him by sub, which is plus 165, I see. I'll double uh, so check, but I'll give you that plus 165. I'll take him by that submission. That I think sounds he's about just, right. I think that's how he's going to get it done. This kid's just not ready. Yeah, and I, Moises has kind of been on my like anti-bet list. Just, you know, yeah, plus 180. I, I'm, I'm seeing bigger numbers on here. Plus 180 is what you're going to get on here. All right. Uh, so plus one eighty, and yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a that's a bad bet at all. I just, uh, you know, like like him getting cooked by Joel Alvarez was very concerning, and yeah, but he bounced back, and I don't think that that necessarily is the end all be all. And this kid, like you said, making his debut against you know somebody who's been in there a bunch against the the highest level of the UFC, you know, against Islam Makachev. That's uh, that's a tough that's a tough night out first night out especially so Munir Laziz this is a more closer to earth sort of uh, odds and uh, Gabriel Bonfim uh, he is Bonfim is the uh, favorite here at minus one seventy one sixty five Munir Laziz is plus one thirty one forty Ty what do you like here I like uh, Munir Laziz plus money wow uh, I thought I think. I think this Bonfim kid is pretty good. I think both of them are good. Um, we'll talk about the other one in a second. Uh, I think they just both have a lot on their hands in, the, in their debuts. You know, I think I think Laziz. He, you know, he does kind of struggle going backwards for sure. But uh, I, I did watch Gabriel Bonfim's uh, Contender Series fight against that that like six foot five welterweight or whatever he is, uh, Trey Waters. I don't know. I mean, Bonfim finished him eventually, but. On the feet, he was getting he was getting hit a little bit, um, and on the ground, he he almost got put in a guillotine, which he then transitioned to a von flu in his favor. But I, I just think that dude was not good at all. I Manier mean, Aziz is a lot different. I think he's again got him covered pretty much everywhere. Um, I did have him. I did have him heavy against Worley Alves, and he got body kicked and finished. Very sad, but uh, I, I liked how he took care of Abdul Razak Al Hassan. You know, the judo player. He took him down four or five times. Uh, he landed a bunch of strikes, I think 100 and something significant strikes against Andre Lusa. Not a great opponent, but uh, I, I like his skills. I like the sniper a lot in this one. I guess I, I could be prepared to be disappointed, you know, maybe blindsided. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about here with the Bonfim brother. But give me give me Munir Laziz plus 140 money line. I'm riding with you. I, I always like to fade uh, people making their UFC debut. I know it's in Brazil. Hasn't lost yet. 
He hasn't know? lost yet, but like you said, you just go through some of the names of the people he's fought, and it's just like, you know, I mean, three and six, you know, three and two. Like, there's a, like a lot of these. He's only had like one or two fights against guys who are or have a higher level of competition or a higher level of, um, you know, just number of fights. Uh, you know, some of these guys only fought three or four times while he's, you know, I mean, three and six, he's fighting a guy at nine and oh, he's fighting a guy who's three and six. You know, he's seven and oh, and he's fighting a guy who's three and two. Six and oh, he's fighting a guy who's in his second fight, you know? So it's just like, what are we doing? You know, that's what that's yeah. I say, fighting a guy who's seven and nine. You know, it's just like I get that's how it is when you're coming up. So you know, it's I I don't know. I, I guess I'm just looking for reasons, but especially I, I don't know much about him. Give me Mister Laziz, and I I've seen Laziz, and I like like you said, I like his skills. I like that he I like his sick ass nickname being called the sniper. So I'm all in. Why not? How about this? This is one of our favorites here on this podcast, Jolton Almeida who will fight anyone at any weight at any time, apparently. Uh, he's getting in there after rear naked choking uh, Parker Porter and Anton Turkaji, Turkish, Turkulj, the pleasure man, whatever. But he took him out, dude. He rear naked choked both these guys in the first round. Uh, he's All of his UFC uh, fights have been, uh, you know, first round finishes. He is an absolute tank, and he takes care of business when he gets in there. I just don't know where there's going to be an opportunity to make money here at minus eleven hundred ten. You know, one thousand nine seventy five. Look at his uh, inside the distance line. Almeida inside the left. distance is minus five fifty, minus four fifty. <laughs> See, like, there's not even an opportunity to make money. Uh, I feel like Almeida so first round before? is minus two fifty. I can't even bet this fight. Seriously, I can't even bet this fight. <laughs> what about first round um, submission? Uh, I guess yeah, I we're guess. against first round Let's submission see. versus Almeida first round wins by first round decision. First round submission is plus one fifty. TKO is plus three twenty. Okay, so at least you know you can get plus money on some kind of action in the first round. I, I just worry because. Abdul Rahmanov is not a, necessarily a bum bum uh, compared to some of the guys he's fought, right? I mean, he was ranked. He at is some forty. Point. He is forty-one. He did almost get to the second round against Pavlovich. True, but the problem is uh, Chris Dawkins got him out of there very easily in the, in the second round. Um, so you know, Curtis in his Blades. losses, he's Jesus. Yeah, Derek Lewis. I mean, some of the some of the you know top guys ish. Um, Tim Johnson. You know, I guess that was a fight back in the day. I mean, Probably should have lost that anyway. You know, Tim Johnson was okay at the time. So, I mean, all of his losses, he's been finished. He did fight Thiago Santos to a decision in 09. Uh, Union of Veterans card. I, I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Missed that it one. In, uh, it was in Russia. Um, Alexei Olenek was in the main event. He lost. But he was in the main event to Michael Kita. Mikhail Kita. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe you, take a ch- you, t- you flip a coin. Um, his last couple first-round finishes have been... Submission, but uh, you know, before that, when he fought Danilo Marquez and and, and Naz, Naz, or, um, Marquez and the other dude, I guess it was just Marquez actually, is the only one he finished with strikes. Other than that, he pretty much goes by you know rear naked choke is, is is what he likes to do. As soon as he gets you, as soon as you give him your back or he takes your back, you're pretty much fucked. Especially a heavyweight, 
because of how slick he, you know, he, he still keeps a lot of that, a lot of his strengths from light heavyweight to heavyweight. Whereas, you know, you move up there and fight some of those guys, their technique isn't great. Yeah. Their defense, especially defensive grappling isn't great. Their cardio isn't great. So you can just kind of, they're very susceptible to be defeated by somebody who's as talented and as strong and as just, you know, I mean, his nickname says it all. It's Mahadinho, which pretty much means, you know, jacked, cut. Uh, ripped basically is kind of what it means, you know. And that's and when you look at him, he is he's chiseled. Uh, the way ins he was he he looks like a legit heavyweight. So I'm all in again. Like you said, I don't know. It's minus fourteen hundred now. Bovada money lines. <laughs> Not really much you can do. I'll probably stay away. But I'm looking forward to to how he looks. See how he looks. All right, I I you know what I'm gonna take, take another shot down the field here. All right, I, 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 I wanna, <laughs> I'm airing it out, dude. I want to air it out today. You know, the Eagles are playing in the playoffs. You know, it's a, it's a big, it's the first pay-per-view card of the year. Let's go in there with a bang. Let's go Almeida TKO round one, plus 330. How about that? Wow. Why not? I'm not a coward. Send it in. Uh, yeah, you are. No, I'm kidding. Sometimes I am, honestly. Uh, <laughs> you know. But I, it's good to see you're not running the four corners offense today. I, I, yeah, you know, <laughs> After a lot of people came at you last week, you know, not really anyone, but a lot Arnold, of people. Hey, listen, listen. Arnold Rothstein said it best. Sit back when there's not a play, and then when you see one, go all in. So I had to sit back, relax, take my losses and my hypothetical losses, and then here we go. Here we go, bouncing right back into it. We're going to cash uh, a big underdog that we're going to talk about soon. I can't wait. Cody Stamen. And Luan Lacerda getting in there at 135. Stamen ended his losing streak by getting in there and just eviscerating Eddie Wineland and sending him to the land of wind and ghosts. That uh, was such a layup. They said, yeah. hey, you need to finish. That was the e- I think that might have been the easiest bet of last year. Yeah, I feel like I should have put my whole my kidneys and liver on it. You know, We cashed the fuck out on that. I remember that. But Mr. Lacerda is making his UFC debut as well. He is coming off of a lot of consecutive finishes. One, two, three, four, five, six consecutive finishes. A lot of jujitsu involved in these heel hooks, rear naked chokes, guillotines, you know, lots of shit like that. So what do you like? I mean, the odds tell you that uh, Stamen's going to run through him. He's minus 400, 370. Uh, you know, I guess if you want to take a shot down the field here and get the, you know, the, the sub. But I don't know if Stamen's not really uh, – I mean, he got guillotined by Saeed, but you know that's not—it's you know, not your average fucking grappler right there with a Nurmagomedov yeah. as your last name. You got knee barred by Aljamain Sterling, but again, not your wow. average grappler. So good fighters, man. He's—he's—he's—he comes up short, but look at who he fights. You know. So I guess—I uh, guess what I say all that to say is, if you want to take a shot, I guess this Brazilian gentleman isn't that crazy of a shot. You know, his submission is plus six hundred, seven hundred. I don't That's have not the bad, honestly. Yeah, I don't have the balls to put anything on that. But uh, you know, if you're out there trying to have some fun, he this guy subs people, and you know, Stamen, um, you know, at some point will result to the wrestling because he usually does. At some point, he just puts his head down. And he get he might get himself caught. He's just dumb. He's dumb, man. He gets himself caught in some dumb shit all the time. So uh, here we go, and uh, let's 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 run it to Terrence McKinney, your boy T Rex. Getting in there against the other bone theme brother, Ismail. Ishmael. Uh, Ishmael's 18 and 3. He is not undefeated like his brother. But uh, he is a minus 120 favorite. Terrence McKinney is minus 115, 130. Plus 105 for bone theme. 
what say you here? I think I know where you're going to go here. Yeah, I'm always nervous because, you know, Terrence McKinney's only going to give you a couple minutes of cardio. Um, I wish I wish he would just be a little bit more calculated. We should slow down just a little bit, you know. But uh, I'm going to pick him here. I'm going to pick him here. If he was just a little bit smarter, he'd be, what, 14 and 3? He'd be on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 fight he winning streak. He might be 15 and 2 when he beat, uh, when he fought Sean Woodson. Mr. Yeah, the contender series, you know, like that, so, that, that was just kind of a freak accident that went like, not accident, but I mean, just got caught yeah. unlucky. He was beating him. The, the problem is you really just, you have a real, you, you, the window of him, the window on him is just very short and that gives you a lot of hesitation when you're betting on him, you know, especially you see a line, you're like, oh, he should be more than minus 130 or uh, is it still 130? Yeah. Well, yeah, 130. And I, I feel like he should be bigger than that. You know, I don't I don't know if Ismail Bonfim really has what it takes um against Terrence McKinney coming forward like he does. It's just if it, if it goes past a couple minutes, maybe if it goes past the first round, I think uh he might be fucked. But I'm going to take Terrence McKinney here. I'm going to take him What's this bet I have? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go on a little bit of a limb here. Okay. I mean, not much, but first round sub plus 400. Give me a small wow. little play on that. Yeah, I um, I, I like the money line just because it, you know I think as long as he doesn't look like a dead corpse and it goes the distance, I feel like maybe that means he didn't gas out too too badly, you know, and maybe he um made his game stretch out to more than just one round. But truly, I doubt that happened. So I'm gonna trust him getting the early blitz and finishing it with some kind of rear naked choke or something. I like it. 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 So uh, you're locked in for that. I am going to. I'm going to bet McKinney inside the distance minus one ten. All right, it's probably the smart play anyway. Because I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't trust it. But I can't sit on the sidelines, and I got to have probably at least ten bets here on this card. So Ooh. give me that minus one ten. I like that. How about we I go? Like this is a. Quite an interesting fight here on, on, on the card. We got Worley Alves, Brazilian gentleman fighting Nicholas Dalby. Dalby coming off of a uh, win against Claudio Silva. Very boring uh, fight. I believe that was the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the Plades Aspinall card. Um, he's fighting Worley Alves. Worley Alves is a minus 125, 135, 130 favorite. Nicholas Dalby is plus 105, plus 115. Um, I mean, I think I think I lean Worley Alves, but uh, I, I don't. I mean, I don't really like this at all, to be honest. Yeah, the only yeah, there's there's ways and there's definitely times to fade uh, Worley Alves. I try, you know, I thought I had one with Munir Laziz. I didn't. I did have one with Jeremiah Wells. Yeah, but if you look at some of the guys that he's struggled with before. Um, you know, Randy Brown, Jeremiah Wells, even James Krause kind of got good size to him. Kamar Usman. Uh, these are explosive guys. Um, fast, hit yeah. hard. Nicholas Dalby is none of those things. I don't think Nicholas Dalby is much of a threat for anything except for getting like a, you know, lay on you kind of decision. And I, I don't think he's going to be able to do that here. I know um, Worley Alves isn't the easy, isn't the hardest to hit. Um, but if you look at, you know, who he's fought, it's... Um, is that there's a huge difference. He has great takedown defense. He goes for submissions. He averages more takedowns with higher takedown percentage. 
Um, getting getting submitted by Jesse Ronson to me is a no no, and that did not happen too long ago. So give me Nicholas Dal or sorry, give me Worley Alves plus one seventy five inside the distance. I think he gets it done early. Dalby's almost forty. Uh, he was getting flipped off at the weigh-ins. Uh, the crowd's gonna be that shit was so you know, funny. <laughs> you said you think you sent it to me on like Snap or something yeah. like that. That shit was hilarious, oh, man. man. I was gonna go money line. But I'm I actually so funny enough. I sorry to interrupt. You I can, have a I put in a big money line bet at minus one twenty five. I'm also gonna can I can I do two bets here? Can I I'm gonna take his money line and inside the distance. Oh really? I, I'm gonna allow you to do it. All right. I figure why not? You know if if I draft kings, I could do like a same game parlay here. But South I'm gonna erase my money line and I'm just gonna go inside the distance plus one seventy five with you. Fuck and yeah. let's fucking let it roll, baby. How about this? Let's we're almost we almost are at the conclusion, but first we must talk about Josian Nunez is fighting Zara Fahim. Uh Josian Nunez is ranked. She is number fifteen, I think. This fight's at one forty five though. Which is yeah. crazy that she's fighting at one forty five, but Josian Nunez is minus five fifty on this card or on this fight. Her inside the distance is minus one sixty five. Uh, I don't see a real route for uh, money for it to be made here, so I'm going to stay away. But I think Josie takes care of business. Yeah, you know if you she if hits you so the, fucking the, hard. She does. She she also you know the last woman she hit she retired. Yeah. Bia Malecki said, "I'm I'm good on that." Fuck fam. that, she said. Yo, get me out of here. Bad, the bad news, Barbie said, "I'm good." Um, also, she probably shouldn't have been in the UFC anyway. But um, yeah, her two UFC wins have been against probably two of the. You know, worst fighters she'll ever fight in Ramona Pascal and Bia Malecki. And we made money on both. So happy about that. Uh, before that, though, you know, she never fought anybody too crazy. I think her cardio is a bit of an issue. She did, actually should fight Tyler Santos way back in the day uh, and lost. <laughs> so I think just by looking at the line and just by, you know, seeing the, the huge, huge discrepancy in size, I kind of have to take the shot on Zara Farron. I hate it. I hate myself. Wow. Are you actually going to put three, this down? Yeah, plus three ninety money line. Uh, let me let me try it. Let me try it. I I don't think she's good. You know, she did lose to Spencer Felicia Spencer and Megan Anderson in the first round. Uh, she she looked okay against Felicia Spencer before she got grabbed and thrown to the ground and then pounded out. Josiah Nunes isn't going to do that though. She doesn't go for takedowns ever. She's also five like foot. Uh, so if she did try for a takedown, I don't even know. My catch <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, I think she might just accidentally not have success. Or I, or should, I should say, I think Zara Farron might accidentally have success in some ways. It's going to be a, a, an ugly fight, really. Two lower-level-ish fighters. I think Jocelyn's decent. It's just her, her, you know, her being five foot really puts her behind the eight ball. And she doesn't have great cardio. She's kind of left-hand reliant. But yeah. uh, Zara Farron isn't too – you know, she takes a couple shots. She might be done. Um, she's not young. So, yeah, uh, you know, she fought Sinead Cavanaugh back in the day, lost a split on the regional scene. Uh, Sinead Cavanaugh, pretty decent, maybe same level-ish fighter in, in Bellator. So, you know, maybe she's had some time. She had three years off almost, which I don't love. But maybe, she, you know, she's just been hiding. She's been waiting, waiting for a moment. She, did, she didn't She didn't want to take any of these fights against uh, Jocelyn Edwards or Eileen Perez. She wanted Josiah Nunes, Minnie Nunes. Zara Farron, leader of the free world, to the bank. Wow, I'm going to give you a plus 400 here is uh, some, some of the odds that I'm seeing. So we will round it out with the first night of the fight, or the first fight of the night. 
The last fight we are going to talk about, Daniel Marcos, Simon Oliveira, minus 145 for Oliveira, plus 125 for Marcos. Uh, Marcos coming off the contender series. He had a unanimous decision victory. Uh, Oliveira just kept going for fucking triangles and this and that against Tony Gravely. Just was coming up short over and over again. I actually like Oliveira in this, but not at the number, so I'm going to stay away. This is a tough one. I don't really know much about Daniel Marcos. I know he's Peruvian. You know, we have to we have to fade Peru. But he might be the best one. Uh, he looked pretty good against Brandon Lewis. I thought Brandon Lewis was going to beat him. That was uh, that was your boy. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh man, what a sh- what a fucking trash ass nickname that was. <laughs> um. So uh, you know, I'm a little unsure. Simon Oliver is five foot four, five foot three. Not very big. Um, I did like how he looked against Jose Alde, not Aldo, but Alde on the Contender Series. Didn't look great against Tony Gravely. I think it was a tough fight. Um. This is a tough one to call, honestly. I'm really undecided. I think I'm going to go take the shot on Daniel Marcos, plus 115. He looks to be pretty pretty solid on his feet. And unlike a lot of Peruvians, a lot of them are like kickboxers or Muay Thai guys. He has a pretty good ground game, too. So uh, I'm going to take a shot on him. I think they're both unknowns. And um, why not? I like it. And that will be UFC 283, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Brazil, not Brazil, as I just said. Uh, this fight will be contested at the uh, how do you say that? Junessa Arena, Junessa Arena, uh, in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, classic arena. If you fight uh, or if you play UFC, that's uh, one of the uh, the only like foreign arenas other than the O2 and stuff like that. But MSG South, yeah, MSG South is what they call it, and uh, that's it. I, I don't have much to say other than that. I was going to think of something uh, interesting and quirky to say, but I have. Kind of gassed out, like uh, Terrence McKinney hopefully doesn't do tomorrow. Um, yeah, seriously. We, we only lost the Brad Tavares and the Gregory Rodriguez fight was supposed to happen on here, and uh, Tiago Moises was supposed to fight uh, Kudelatze, which that would have been crazy too. But, that would have been a banger. Uh, but now we got a lot of Brazilians on this card, man. So it should be a good card. It's a lot of fights. Not, no, no one dropped out. The only person who missed weight was Anthony Smith as the backup fighter. <laughs> Uh, that's fucking disgraceful, but uh, you know, whatever. Uh, and I can't believe it. That's fucking nuts. And he's like, "Yo, chill." Like people were just roasting him. Like, like, no, bro, you have to catch this heat. Yeah, man, that's, that's just like how never happened. So that's that, and uh, we will be back on Monday or Monday or Tuesday of next week to talk about all the action from this past week or this past weekend. Uh, maybe there's some. Hopefully, for me, there's some titles changing hands in the. The 25 division. Wow. And, uh, you know, there will be a new champion. Well, wow. I mean, I, I guess I guess I can't even say that for sure, but there should be a new champion in the 205 <laughs> division if the fight does not end in another draw. And that's that. So, uh, Ty, I will see you next week, and uh, hopefully uh, we all we have, we cash out every single bet that we have. And about a couple minutes shortly after this podcast finishes, we will have the conclusion of the Lazy Kings fight. He's fighting right now on my screen in the fifth round. So hopefully he gets this dub, and hopefully we take care of business this weekend. Let's go. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds.